Hello everyone and welcome to Employment Matters, brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the world's largest network of labour and employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe. I'm your host, Chloe Lopesha, Senior Associate with Bowman's in South Africa. Here on Employment Matters, we bring you updates from around the world as we dial in our local ELA lawyers. These good folks practice on the ground in jurisdictions around the globe, working daily to help their clients move through these difficult times. Today, I'm very pleased to welcome one of my colleagues, Eleni Brindis, also a senior associate at Bowman's. Bowman's and its over 400 specialist lawyers serve clients from eight offices across six African countries. Today, Lenny will be discussing a critical topic emanating from the global pandemic, mental health, and particularly issues relating to South African employment law. Welcome to the program, Lenny. How are you doing today? Thanks, Chloe. I'm good, thanks. How are you doing? Great, thanks. Great to have you with me here. So the effects of COVID-19 seem to have really accelerated this conversation around mental health. Why do you think that is? I think there are a number of factors that have intensified the conversation around mental health, particularly due to the intensity and the relentlessness of COVID-19. I mean, just to start off with, we are all in the midst of a pandemic where our safety and the safety of our loved ones is continuously at risk. During the last 18 months, we've lost normalcy, we've lost our regular routine, social connectivity, cancel holiday trips, and the working world has almost changed overnight where we now sleep where we work. And so there's no real boundaries. I think all these factors are a pretty good recipe for anxiety and depressive disorders. I think you hit the nail on the head. So we hear this term mental health being thrown around a lot, but I I think for the purposes of this conversation, perhaps we can just take a step back. Can you just tell us what exactly is mental health? Sure. So I'm no psychologist, but I've done a bit of research on this, the more invested I am in this topic. Um, But just kind of in a nutshell, mental health is the state of somebody who is functioning at a satisfactory level of emotional and behavioral adjustment. And this is in every facet of their life, including their workplace, which is obviously the context that we're speaking about today. It includes our emotional, psychological, and our social well-being. And it affects how we think, how we feel, and how we act. And I think what's really important to understand is that mental health is not just the absence of a disease, but actually us functioning on an optimal level. Right. Okay. So what does it then mean to suffer from a mental illness? And where does this fit in on the spectrum? So mental illness is a psychological dysfunction, and it refers to a breakdown in our cognitive, emotional, or behavioral functioning. It's generally caused by biological factors such as genes or brain chemistry, trauma and abuse, uncontrolled stress, or family history of mental illness. Now, when you talk about the spectrum, this was something I wasn't actually fully aware of until I started delving deeper into this topic. And when looking at the spectrum, we've got the peak, which is where we're flourishing. Our emotional well-being is at a very high level. And then you've got depression, which is at the kind of valley of the spectrum. But there's also something in the middle. And I only recently discovered what this is called. It's called languishing. And it's been dubbed the dominant emotion of this pandemic. And what this is, is it's the absence of well-being. So it doesn't necessarily mean that you are depressed but you aren't flourishing either. You're kind of looking through your life through kind of foggy window shields. That's how somebody had described it. And it's just kind of every day is deja vu. Every day is the same. The same dates come by and nothing's changing. So you feel just how they described it in one word was blah. 
you just feel empty, stagnated, and kind of lost in this world. Okay. Jeez. Blair. That's, that's quite a good <laughs> way of, of putting it. Yeah. When I saw that, I kind of felt like I've definitely had moments where I've been like this. And oh. it kind of was an aha moment for me. I think it's it's good to kind of figure out where you are on the spectrum to as well. I think it's important to kind of understand. Yeah. Jeez. So interesting. Okay. And now if we look at the workplace, how how do mental health issues manifest themselves at work? I mean, what should employers be looking out for? So what I've seen more, more often than not is mental health issues presenting themselves in the form of poor performance. And this is because you've got an individual who is kind of lost their concentration, they've lost motivation, they have negative sleeping patterns, so they're either sleeping too much or not sleeping enough. And I think when I don't get enough sleep, I feel like the world's crashing around me. So I think that definitely plays a part in contributing towards the kind of impaired and efficient functioning of an individual. And I think what's important for employers to understand is that when an individual is suffering from mental illness, this is not a willful denial of the employee to perform, but rather an inability to perform. So this is because your poor performance is not actually the result of you not being able to meet performance standards because you you don't have the proper training or understanding, but it's rather that you are actually unable or incapacitated from performing appropriately. Okay, that makes sense. So, I mean, I guess this would have quite a serious impact on the workplace. What would you say is the impact of mental illness in the workplace? So I think that many businesses actually aren't aware of how big an impact mental illness can actually have on a business. It results in increased absenteeism, decreased productivity, and this all negatively and directly affects a business. Studies have shown that depression costs South Africa hundreds of billions of rands every year due to lost productivity. I think when you kind of appreciate these facts, you realize just how much of an issue mental illness is to employers in their business and how important it is for employers to actually start investing in their employees' mental well-being. Now, moving on to the legal aspects, you said you're not a psychologist. We're both (laughs) lawyers here. Can you tell our listeners what South African law says in relation to the protection of mental health in the workplace? Sure. So in terms of the Occupational Health and Safety Act, employers are required to ensure that they provide a working environment that's safe and without risk to the health of their employees. And this extends to emotional and mental well-being. Our Labor Appeal Court has also confirmed that depression must be looked at as a form of ill health. And in this instance, employers are guided towards items 10 and 11 of the Code of Good Practice on Dismissal. The Labor Relations Act also prohibits employers from dismissing an employee because of mental illness, unless they can prove two things. Firstly, that the mental illness has incapacitated the employee permanently or for a continued period of time, and also that the employer has followed the statutory incapacity procedure and has been unable to find an alternative to dismissal. Okay, I mean, maybe you can just describe that procedure. I mean, what exactly does the law require in terms of what the employer is meant to do? So firstly, I think the most important thing is that employers are required to conduct a proper investigation. And I think that this is crucial when you're dealing with somebody who potentially looks like they're a poor performer, but actually, if you delve a little bit deeper, you realize that there's more under the surface. So number one, investigate. What is the cause? What is the extent of the employee's inability? Is this permanent? Is it temporary? You need to determine the extent, the cause, 
and try and figure out whether there are alternatives short of dismissal. So trying to look at whether you can reasonably accommodate the person by adjusting their job or the working environment to make it easier for the individual to advance in their employment. A particular regard must be had when looking at the cause if the employee's mental illness has been exacerbated by or caused by work-related stresses. In these kinds of instances, employers have a greater obligation to find reasonable accommodation and to assist the employee and support them. Okay. I, I mean, I think this is such an important issue for employers. Lenny, I mean, there's a lot of stigma around mental health. What do you think employers can actually do to break down the stigma and address mental health issues in the workplace? I think for me, in order to kind of start managing these problems, we have to start speaking about it. I think that mental health is this kind of elephant in the room. It's a very uncomfortable topic. Um, People don't want to talk about it. They shy away from it quite easily. And it's because it's something that's not normalized within the workplace. So people are automatically afraid that they are going to be ostracized or viewed as being weak or viewed as not being able to perform adequately when they're just suffering and need some support. So I think that employers need to start having these conversations and breaking down these barriers of stigma and just normalizing these kinds of conversations. I think For me, the most significant change is going to come from how leaders support their staff. Kind of change starts at the top. So how are you going to start addressing these kinds of conversations, introducing these conversations and looking at bringing mental health front of mind, making employees aware of the fact that this is something that you are invested in, something that you support. I think that employers need to start introducing wellness initiatives and taking proactive steps to educate employees, creating awareness about mental illness, how it can impact the workplace, how it can affect you as an individual. Sometimes individuals aren't even aware that they are depressed. So bringing in these kind of conversations, explaining what it is and normalizing it definitely is the start of addressing these kind of problems. And then also just promoting a culture of acceptance and letting people know that this is something that the business supports and also ensuring that there's a culture of work-life balance. I think, you know, allowing individuals to take leave or celebrating the fact that employees need to take time off in order to function optimally is something that's sometimes missed. So kind of bringing in those conversations, you know, from a team level and just getting everybody to take time off when they need so that in the long run, they'll be able to perform kind of at their best level. And then also just trying to provide some kind of access to medical facilities or employee assistance programs and exploring creative ways to support an employee's recovery. I think that if employers can kind of tackle these problems head on, then they can prevent prolonged issues and assist and ensure that is optimal employee morale and business productivity. Such great tips there, Lenny. Thanks so much. (laughs) And thank you so much for, for chatting today. I think this has been such an interesting, but also such an important discussion. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. If you'd like to connect with Yeleni, please click on her bio in the description of this podcast. Also visit the ELA website at ela.law, where you can sign up to receive invitations to our upcoming webinars, download white papers and on-demand content from our online library, or access the ELA's exclusive Global Employer Handbook. I would also like to welcome our audience to register for our upcoming special webinar series, Opening Doors for Business in Africa Middle East, New Opportunities in Morocco and Israel. This is a two-part series with our seasoned panelists that will run on the 6th and 13th of October. 
You can find the link to register in the description of this podcast. You've been listening to Employment Matters, a podcast brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the world's largest network of labor and employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe. I'm Chloe Lopesha, and thanks for listening.